0: Oh, welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host Michael Brennan. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shee, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. Way up to You big Tennessee Homer. <laughs> Hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, babe, can you believe it, Shane? We're finally to the first bowl game of the season. I mean, it's, it's dang time, Shane. I mean, it seems like yesterday we were just breaking down when they announced these games. Now we yep. got games. Before you know it, we, got, we won't have any games, and we're going to be sitting here I making know. lists of our favorite football movies and, and <laughs> who the coach should be in each movie. You know what I mean? So... We gotta savor these games. You know what? Oh, this season is gonna
1: be lit. This offseason, <laughs> man, I cannot wait for that. It's its own. It's it's its own thing. And and before we get too far, Mike, one thing I wanted to bring up, we haven't even really discussed this. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of fans know we've we've kind of we've gone through different sounds, we've gone through different clips. Yeah. You know, we may s- switch to an Alabama and it's roll Tide or something like that. Yeah. Um, but we want to get the fans more involved. So we're we wanting to call out those listeners right now. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. We need some segues. So if you if you're a Florida Gator fan or if you're a Tennessee Volunteer fan, you got you got your kids or you got something, send a send a clip so that we can start including you into the show. Because again, it's the fans is the main reason we're here so that's who we we don't need a famous person saying roll tide we don't need the the ex-president saying giga maggies you know what we need is is the folks out there listening right now to shoot us a clip now you can send that through the email uh, that sec if you don't have the twitters or something like that you can dm them to us just give it to us somehow so that we can save these files and then throughout the season this year uh we're going to use that as we segue from from different different programs i hope that makes sense mike
0: yeah and send those uh um, you know five to ten seconds long we can't we can't yeah. be doing an, a <laughs> minute intro for each just just you maybe the family whatever you want to do go gators go vols on and mm-hmm. on and on we need all 14 sec fan bases represented and and heck if we get you know 20 tennessee we'll just rotate them in and out so it's yep. not it's not a first come first serve by any means
1: yeah, and it doesn't have to be video, but as you know, we do have the YouTube channel, and if you haven't subscribed, what are you doing? That <laughs> SEC podcast, get on there and subscribe to that thing. Uh, but if you got a video, we'll include it on there. So uh, when yeah. we get the get the views, that's a good way to get you out there. Like he's like Mike said though, keep it short, keep it sweet. Don't ramble like Shane does. Just get on there and <laughs> give us your battle cry, and then we'll be sure to include it in the shows moving forward. So
0: and speaking of the YouTube channel shane i want to make this uh, announcement i'm gonna do my very best never have actually done a live youtube video but i think i figured it all out i'm gonna try to go live after every single sec bowl game comes to an end fire up the youtubes i'll put out the links and all that so you can follow along just an instant reaction and not only instant reaction but i believe what if i do it live shane the listeners can chime in with questions, thoughts, things of that nature. So just another way to be interactive with the audience. We'd we'd love for any and all of you to show up. And and a a great thing about those also, Shane, if you can't be there live, you can watch it back on our YouTube channel at any time. So uh, it it works whether you're near a computer or not. You know what?
1: Technology. Look at us, Mike.
0: (laughs) You know? Paul Feinbaum didn't have this back in
1: the day, did he? (laughs)
0: But we got a game to preview, Shay. We got an outstanding interview with J.C. Sherbert, owner of the Big Spurs. So, this is going to be a loaded, loaded show. But uh, before we get to all that, just a couple quick news items from around the SEC. And the first one, Shane, is going to break your heart. Not even technically SEC-related, but he had been rumored to be returning to the SEC. It's not going to happen. Bobby Petrino, yeah. brother hired by UNLV to be the offensive coordinator. And, of course, Barry Odom. What could Odom. go wrong? What could go wrong in Vegas, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, this is that's the last city in America. The devil's playground. He
1: is home, buddy.
0: <laughs> Hopefully old Barry Odom, who's now the head coach there at UNLV. I mean, all jokes aside, that is a terrific combo there. Defense, offense. UNLV. Next time SEC expands, let's bring them in. <laughs> well, maybe not that,
1: but I, I I feel like we've created a package similar to uh, to to Pittman and Odom up there in in Arkansas. Mm. You know, this may be a, an opportunity later. Something pops open in the SEC that it's a package deal that they travel to the SEC and get their shot. So yeah, uh, th- I'm really I'm really intrigued with that hire down there. I think it's a great one for Odom, and, uh, you know, I'm not expecting big things from UNLV, but if they start hanging points and and making ball games and bowl games, don't be surprised if they're not on short list, you know, if another SEC coach gets fired.
0: And, you know, last thing I got on this, Shane, I mean, this adds some validity to Bobby Petrino and A&M. Certainly, you know, he's not going to take UNLV offensive mm-hmm. coordinator job over Texas A&M. I'm not suggesting that, but, uh, you know, Petrino was clearly looking around. And, again, same thing I said, he's not the hire at A&M. It's understandable, but credit Jimbo for thinking outside the box for whatever reason didn't work out there. But uh, can't wait to see who A&M hires as an offensive coordinator. And, and the longer this goes, Shane, you know, the, who the fans are waiting for, I, w- I wonder if you know, who do you think AM fans got their fingers crossed is headed to College Station?
1: Uh, uh, oh, shit, man, I don't know. I mean, who do you
0: got? He was just named Assistant Coach of the Year Garrett Riley, younger brother of Lincoln Riley at TCU there. So I'm not saying yeah. that's the hire, but the fact they haven't made it, Yet the fact that they've got an open checkbook, TCU's in the college football playoff. Again, that may be going a little branching too far out from what Jimbo wants to do on offense, but it's got to give you hope if you're an Aggie that uh, maybe yeah. – because that, that's been rumored. You know, nothing like he's on his way or anything, but it, it's, it's been, actually been rumored that uh, Garrett Riley will stay at TCU. But all that means until he signs <laughs> that dotted line is, hey, maybe he's asking for a little bit more money. You know what?
1: You know, it's funny, it's just, you see, you hear all these news, uh, you know, going back to Bobby, it's like, you, his name starts floating around. Is is this not Jimmy Sexton 101, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let's get him together, take a couple pictures, send it out there that he's really got a shot for an Aggie job, and then we'll lend him a, a coaching job somewhere else. I don't know, it just, it, it felt a little too convenient in my opinion so maybe they were kind of shopping him around getting him the most money whatsoever but but the fact that texas a&m's holding out i think you may be onto something here mike they're 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 not going to make an impulse buy they're they're going to sit there they're going to they're going to wait to get their guy um i just hope it is somebody that could come in there and 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 pull his own weight or her own weight you know i don't want to i mean Mm -hmm. i know there's female coaches out there too so i don't want to I'm not sexist, Mike. I'm just saying (laughs) that whoever it is, they need to come in there and uh, they need to have control of that offense, not be under Jimbo's spell, if you will.
0: Right. And next, Shane, let's kick it on down to Lexington real quick. Uh, Now, I don't want to do just like a daily portal update here, Shane, but because I don't know if you realize this, Shane, we are in day 10 of the transfer portal. Yes. We've got – like 35 more days to go, so (laughs) it doesn't make sense to do a daily update, but I do want to give a shout out to Kentucky, Shane, because something that I had said previously, and I still believe this, getting offensive linemen out of the transfer portal, that is one of the toughest asks you can make, because all these programs are desperate for help on the offensive line, and there's just not a lot of quality offensive linemen in the transfer portal. Mark Stoops vowed that they would do that. They would add some players on the offensive line via the transfer portal, and I was skeptical that they could actually do that. Well, Shane, they've added Alabama offensive lineman Tanner Bowles, and just here on Thursday, starting left tackle for Northern Illinois Marquise Cox and if you remember, Shane, early in the season, Northern Illinois played Kentucky. Yep. And they played them well. So this has got to be a guy you've you got to believe the staff has scouted intimately. They were probably looking at the film and said, hey, if this guy ever transfers, <laughs> let's bring him up to the bluegrass. So I just want to give Kentucky a shout out. Shane's shoring up this offensive line. That was, aside from quarterback, that's the biggest issue they had to address they're attacking that. They recently had Devin Leary, who our buddy Stephen Lassen says is the best quarterback in the transfer portal. They've had him in on, on in a, for a visit. We've got Liam Cohen coming back. I mean, my goodness, Shane, we were selling Kentucky. We might have to buy him back. It's going to be the offseason of hype again if they get a, them an elite quarterback via the transfer portal. And, and just overnight, Kentucky's fortunes potentially have changed. You know what? I love it. What I
1: love what Mark is doing. I mean let's don't forget who the captain here is and offense didn't work they go out and get a coordinator that is proven and has helped that team you know yeah the offensive line was garbage what do they do they go out and they get two offensive line they could instantly play so I just like how they're attacking this Mike they they're not hiding from their weaknesses they're not going to shift around and, and do smoke and mirrors next year no they're going to fix what was broken and that makes me more confident if I'm a Wildcat fan here
0: Right, and then last little item here real quick, Shane, let's kick it on down to Fayetteville where, hey, these fans, they need some positive vibes here. It's, it's been a rough yeah. couple of weeks for Arkansas. Well, I think they got got some great news here, Shane. They have officially hired former Stanford tight end coach Morgan Turner, and why is that a big deal, Shane, if you don't follow Stanford football? It's about all nope. they produce down there is elite tight ends. Zach Ertz, Kobe Fleener, Colby Parkinson, Dalton Schultz, Austin Hooper, and their tight end this year, Benjamin Urasek, Shane, led the team in receiving. So, this is a tight end factory out here in Stanford. Now, Dow Loggins leaving to become South Carolina's offensive coordinator. Morgan Turner fills in the gaps here as the next Arkansas tight end coach, and it it appears to be a grand slam hire.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's been at Knox's house every night since, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Showing him tapes of all the cool things he did up there in tree country, you know.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Dow Logs and Shane, let's kick it over to our interview with our buddy JC Sherbert. Yeah. He's a fan of the show, but I think he's an even bigger fan of old cousin Shane. Let's kick <laughs> it over to JC. Hey, well, we're pleased to once again be joined by friend of the show, JC Sherbert. You know him, the owner of the Big Spur, part of the 24 7 Sports Network, the go to website for south carolina football basketball recruiting baseball and everything else going on down there in columbia and of course host of inside the game cox jc thanks so much for joining me
2: thanks mike it was a pleasure having you on our show earlier this week it always is and always nice to get on that sec podcast it's a it's a personal favorite of mine and so it's an honor to always sit here and talk with you and your audience
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a big week, like you were just saying off air, busy as heck down there as I, I can only imagine. So right off the bat, I mean, offensive coordinator hire. We'll get to Dow Loggins here in just a minute, but what would you think of uh, Shane Beamer coming out here with guns a-blazing at uh, Loggins' introductory press conferences? And do you think that was was that directed more at the media or the fans? Because um, as as I hear it, you had quite the busy board during this uh, this offensive coordinator search. I think
2: a little bit of both. Uh, you know, I, I understand partly the frustration because it, it the sky was not falling. You know, uh, based on this hire, and and there's a lot of important things going on with the portal with recruiting uh, right now this time of year. We're all kind of uh, the NCAA and their infinite wisdom has sort of shoved everything into a couple of weeks before Christmas, uh, you know, and I'm like, Oh, great. So, so now you have everything going on at once signing day essentially is in December now. Um, even though you do have a, a February signing date, but, uh, I, I get that because, uh, I think that, and I also, I also understand the perspective of the fans. I'm just going to call the fans now the media here in a second. The fans have, it's been, they've been through some trauma, right. With, uh, offensive coordinator hires that have had to, had to be sold a little bit, you know, like the, the only real like proven guy that they've hired is Mike Bobo. And he was there for one year under Muschamp. uh Kurt Roper was kind of the guy that works for the guy. There was just one year of him at Florida with, you know, mediocre results, but he did get them better. Um Yes. Yeah, so he had to kind of sell that. Well, okay. That didn't work out. Well, then Muschamp, uh, promotes Brian McClendon who actually did a really good job in 2018. In 2019, Jake Bentley gets hurt and uh, I think there was sort of no second pitch there uh, as to what to do offensively. So Champ brings in Mike Bobo. Bobo was only there for a year. He doesn't have a lot of talent and a lot of players to work with at all. I mean he had one wide receiver. I thought play calling wise he was fantastic because uh, the Gamecocks put, you know, probably put up some points that they shouldn't have that year, even though they were two and eight. But you know, Muschamp gets fired. So in comes Beamer, Bo's staying, but then he's not. And then Marcus Centerfield comes in, and all of a sudden that's an unknown you have to sell. And that was a disaster. That's the worst one of them all. Uh, uh, so you know, and it wasn't necessarily his play calling or his plays or his designs or his system, so to speak. It was how he taught it and coached it, man. I mean, you, you can run an NFL-style offense all you want, but the key word is style. You cannot run an NFL offense, <laughs> you know, with 13-word play calls and 20 different personnel groupings and stuff week to week. There's not enough time in college to do that. Nobody does that. Georgia, Georgia runs a similar – if you watch them play, they have similar sets and similar concepts and things they do. There's no way on earth Todd is teaching it like that, you know, with, with all the complications and stuff. And, you know, they just get out there and run it with it and They go, Alabama's a pro style offense. Uh, even though it looks like a, an air raid sometimes because of the RPO game and stuff like that. And so, you know, the cumbersome parts of that offense, I think, were, were, were kind of stripped away the last two games. And you saw what happened. Uh, I think South Carolina's always had talent on that side of the ball. Uh, but they they kind of let the talent go play free, uh, and, and but so so long story short, there's been like when Satterfield left for Nebraska, it was like okay, well Beamer's going to go get somebody that has a, a track record, and you can at least point because I, I even told the Gamecock fans I was like, don't go get focused on big names, get fo- focused on production. Well, there's no production to point to with Dowell Loggins because he hasn't been in college. And the, the NFL production was not so good. Now, that doesn't mean much. Bobby Petrino and Steve Spurrier struggled to plays in the NFL. I mean, but this guy is just a different type. Of, like, he's taking a different path to get here. Um, and so there were some 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 upset people about it that I think were so upset and, and traumatized by previous hires That they completely blocked out the last two weeks where they won. They completely blocked out the good news on Notre Dame playing them in the bowl. They blocked out recruiting. They blocked everything out, and uh, and focused on that went over the top. And thank goodness it didn't turn into the level of a you know Tennessee Shiano thing like a few years ago where people were just way over the top. Uh, But uh, you know it wasn't a good look. And so I think that was the frustration with Beamer with the fans. I think the media. uh, I don't know you know there's uh he sort of took a shot at my website uh with uh it, it was my partner that reported that sat was basically out after the florida game and he, he, he i think he called it fake news <laughs> fake news but uh that's fine uh I'm, I'm 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 game with that we're big boys we can handle it it's all good we've, we've done a lot more good than, than harm i think over the years in terms of of, of him personally so uh I think that um, you know that was maybe a shot. There was a columnist down there that like refused to believe that Loggins and had other SEC opportunities and was just going after Shane. I think that caused some frustration, uh, especially you know, especially with the columnist. You know, so I I, I get it. Uh, Shane Beamer is going to defend his program. Uh, he is a nice nice guy, good person. People like him. But you don't want to you don't want to piss him off. I mean, he, he's he's not sunshine and rainbows and candy and unicorns and balloons and clowns and stuff like that. Uh, when he gets passionate about something, I mean, the dude was a long snapper, man. They're crazy anyway, right? <laughs> so. I mean, they're, they're nut jobs, most of those long snappers. So, uh, nah, I, I love, I love the long snappers, but, uh, the, 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 you have to have, you have to live on the edge a little to do that job and to do it like he did. And, uh, so, um, yeah, I, I wasn't totally, uh, I guess shocked by his reaction. Um, I, I do think that, you know, there needed to probably be a little more understanding. Uh, where the fans were coming from yeah I could care less about the media but the fans uh, and, and maybe he could have you know smoothed it over a little bit more now, now I think whereas he was sort of abrasive when, when Loggins started talking Loggins himself um, you know smooth some of the concerns over with the fan base so all in all positive press conference uh, Gamecock internet land and Twitter worlds calmed down so <laughs> it's good for now
0: Yeah. And you said something I thought was very interesting, JC, when you had me on your show in again, inside the Gamecocks, some must watch for all South Carolina fans. But you noted that uh, early on you had reported and and you've been hearing that Dow Loggins was a name near or at the top of Shane Beamer's list. Uh, What can you tell us about that? And what does that say about the the quality of coach that South Carolina is getting here? Yeah,
2: you know, a lot of people were like, oh, gosh, you know, he must have gotten turned down by a bunch of people, and that's just not what happened. Um, I, I I honestly, and I can't, I haven't confirmed this beyond the shadow of a doubt, shadow of a doubt, Mike, but I honestly believe Loggins was the guy from the start and maybe the only guy he even offered the job to. Uh, I know he didn't talk to very many, you know, he, he just kind of, He'd, he he talked a lot of people about Dowell Loggins, <laughs> but uh, you know I, I don't I don't necessarily think anything got beyond uh, the preliminary point. You know, with other candidates besides Loggins, and and I'd heard his name back in September after the Georgia game. You know, um, so inside the building, he his name was known. He uh, he visited with the Carolina staff. Uh, when Beamer first got there, came over, kind of did some workshop stuff. But uh, so he's well-known, and, um, you know, I, I honestly, I, I, I admire the fact – I admire just about anybody that goes against the grain these days in college football because it's – you know, the sport we love is sometimes beholden to hype over substance. And uh, I respect anybody that goes against the grain. Um, it, it's just at South Carolina for certain fans and – you know, a lot of the fans you know it, it, they they've been through so many like uh situations where an offensive coach is hired it's a wish and a prayer and you know whatever and so uh I, it's hard to go back to that well i think if you're a fan uh you know see the, the, they do deserve some empathy uh for this but i think at the end of the day you know you you, you sit there and you look at uh, beamer's hire it's gutsy it's risky um and hey, it's not coaching scared, right? You don't want to coach scared. So, uh, I think a lot of bad coaches coach not to lose uh, rather than to win. And, and and Beamer through two years certainly is not; he's been anything but scared uh, to do things. So that 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 eventually, if this hire works out, you'll look back on it and go, "Well, that's kind of the South Carolina mentality," you know. Don't, don't just don't be scared. Mm. Uh, just rock and roll, and so uh, I think I think I think for that reason, uh, if he puts up yards and points next year, it'll be a it'll be a pretty good fit, and we'll look back on it and laugh while we're uh, heading to the Rose Bowl with our Dowell Loggins beer shirts on, uh, <laughs> and uh, and all that, and you know, he'll become a folk hero in Columbia.
0: So now I think the biggest question in Columbia is it's all about Spencer Rattler. And, and also juice wells what are they going to do are they going to return uh any update on on how if at all this uh, dow logins higher affects their decisions or and maybe maybe it's a little too early to uh to make that determination
2: i i think it's uh it's good for both um i think that uh you know the one thing he talked about is getting the ball in your playmaker's hands. That that was what was frustrating for Jaheim Bell last year and maybe to a lesser extent Lloyd. is, uh, And really every player on South Carolina's offense, man, besides Rattler, who the quarterback touches it every time. Uh, it, that was frustrating about Satterfield, too. It's like Juice Wells had eight catches for 189 yards against Arkansas. Comes back, he's not even targeted, doesn't even play a whole lot against Georgia the next week. I mean, you, you, you know, I, I don't think the – you know when, when somebody told me one time about Saturday, he's about plays not players and i'm like well unless you're the head ball coach or bobby petrino or, or or mike leach rest his soul or somebody like that um and have a proven system you know it needs to be more about players <laughs> and not plays and so uh that inconsistent usage of the star players i think graded on a lot of people um but uh you know, you asked me if, if they're coming back. And, and you know, I, th- I think for Spencer Rattler, it, it's uh, hiring a guy like Loggins who coached quarterbacks in the NFL for 20 years. That's what he wants and needs. Uh, and I think they made that hire with him in mind. Uh, I don't think there's any tomorrow in college football anymore, man. I mean, with the portal. and I mean, you you got to take what you can when you can. Uh, and I think they made it with him in mind uh, as far as the quarterback's coaching spot goes. Uh, and then with Juice, he's going to get a lot of balls. Um, here's the thing. If their draft grade comes back pretty high or reasonable for Rattler, I think he's gone.
0: Uh,
2: I think juice would probably have to be first, second round to go, but if he does that, he's probably gone just because, and, and, and unfortunately for GameCop fans, I don't, I don't know. This is my evaluation about the NFL. So maybe they feel different, but, uh, I feel like juice out of all those guys. Is the most ready to go to the league. I mean, I think he's a special player, Michael. I, 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 uh, you know, he had the most quiet 63 catches for 898 yards, I think, in college football last year. Um, and so he, uh, he, he's really good and it, it, it'll be a blessing if they can get him back and Spencer back because there's your, uh, there's your hookup right there in the passing game. And then, of course, You'll have portal guys, you know, a couple of guys replace on the O line and all that good stuff. So that's, uh, I feel relatively good about both coming back as things stand now. Now, that could obviously change, but uh, as things stand now.
0: Right. And I got to imagine Justin Step, you know, he's big in that process. He's at, we've actually even um, had a couple exchanges about Juice Wells, how proud he is of, of his development. He's, you know, he, he's, he's, on Cloud Nine, that uh, that that kid has has made himself into a star at the SEC level, and one other guy that uh, he's got a connection to, to Justin Step. I wanted to ask you about Trey Knox, former Arkansas tight end, now with Jaheim Bell off to Florida State. There's a there and Austin Stogner uh, back to Oklahoma. There is a a place for Trey Knox. On this South Carolina team, do you think um, the Gamecocks are, are looking good to potentially add Trey Knox with and then throw in Dal Loggins, who coached him uh, yeah. at, at Arkansas? So, a lot of connections there. Do you think uh, Trey Knox, probably the, the South Carolina's the favorite to land him? Is Would you go that as far as to say that?
2: I would say that. I feel good around Columbia. I think that, uh, you know, he, he's a kid from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I remember uh, I think Bobby Bentley tried to recruit him. Um, and uh, they were in it for a spell. He was a receiver uh, coming out, but he, he's grown into a tight end. And I tell you, when you know Mike, we, you and I, you, we were on the show. You were on the show the week Carolina played Arkansas, I think. And I was just like, Trey Knox is a freak, man. I mean, that guy, that kid's good. Um, and so they can get him. I, I think he's actually more uh, well-rounded than Stogner or Bell. Stogner and Bell both had good things they did, bad things they did. Um, and, you know, they need more than that because I think they're completely out of tight ends once Nate Atkins <laughs> leaves after the bowl. But, uh, you know, it, 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 he would be a really good pickup because I, I think he's just a tremendous playmaker and a great athlete and uh, would probably fit it well. Um So, yeah, I, I think Carolina's in, in good shape to get Knox uh, as things stand today.
0: And, and speaking of the portal, I got to ask you, you already kind of hit on it, Jean Bell off to, to Florida State Marshall and Lloyd currently in the portal how how big of a surprise were those to you JC and and because I remember Bell I believe he was he's just talking trash to all these other fans and and next thing you know he's in the portal and um I don't know what how big of a surprise was that
2: I, you know my like, I, I don't I don't I don't think it was a surprise he left I, I think I think it was kind of how um maybe how it went down because uh, he was sitting there selling t-shirts uh, in the afternoon <laughs> uh, and then uh, all of a sudden just jumped in the portal. Right. So you kind of look at it and go, hmm, that's uh that's interesting how the timing of that uh, came out. So, um, but, but the fact that he did, you know, just the mere fact that he went didn't surprise me. He wasn't used properly the whole year, you know, Um, he's another victim, I think of the offense being too complicated and him not being totally sure as far as what he's doing. Um, so I think that, uh, I think that that's one of those things that, uh, you have to check it out, you know, and, and see. So I I think that, uh, you Know, uh, so, so we'll see sort of uh, how that goes. Sorry, I just got distracted by an email I got. I probably need to not look at that. Um, <laughs> Bell, so yeah, so he's going to Florida State. I think Mike Norvell will be able to use him pretty well in a lot of different roles. Uh, he's from that part of the country, uh, kind of Lake City, Florida, Valdosta, Georgia area. Uh, you know, so he's kind of back closer to home and stuff. So, you know, that, that it wasn't a surprise he left, it was a surprise how he did that. Now, Marshawn was a bit of a surprise like you find out after the fact that not a lot of people are totally shocked around the building, but, but how it went down, you know, he met with Beamer on Tuesday, assured him he was coming back, talked about, you know, spending the rest of his career at South Carolina, whatever. Uh, And then he goes home to Delaware. And the next thing you know, he's in the portal, Uh, you know, so, and, and, and not coming back. So that, that was kind of a surprise to everyone else, but you know, Marshawn probably, you know, he's had some adversity in South Carolina. He can't seem to stay healthy. Um, you know, maybe there are a lot of reasons why, you know, he decided a fresh start was good. You know, sometimes you go through bad stuff over and over in a place. It's good to get a fresh start. Um, and I hope that's the case. I hope it's not a more NIL money thing because Marshawn was making, you know, a good good living at Carolina uh, selling his uh, – you know, with, with you know promotional deals and stuff, and then selling his Uno brand. Uh, I, I even bought some Uno, man. I don't even like butterflies. You know, I did it. Probably it's going to go give it to Goodwill now. But uh, no, just to be supportive, people would buy things, and so. And then he had a, a lot of you know. My understanding was he's making plenty of money. So I uh, I don't really know you know the the whole uh, factual, uh, concrete reasons um you know I I think it was just probably a combination of a bunch and you know they're going to miss the healthy Marshawn Lloyd now he was he was killing it when he was healthy uh you know but you can also uh go find running backs in the portal day the portal giveth the portal taketh away and you know Carolina's got its eye on some pretty good backs uh here to get ready for 2023
0: right and and I don't know if you've heard the same JC or maybe you just kind of don't care anymore because he's not a a Gamecock, but it sounds like Tennessee heavily involved with Marshawn Lloyd. I don't don't know if that's where he'll end up, but that'll probably be a tough one for Gamecocks to swallow. Last thing I got for you, J.C., looking ahead to the Notre Dame bowl matchup, big-time game. Uh, How – you know, everything that's happened the last couple weeks, not, not the searching and all that, but the huge win over Tennessee, arguably even a better win at Clemson knock two teams out of the college football playoff if you can beat notre dame i mean my god let's say spencer rattler comes back i'm doing a lot of assuming here jc but if all that happens i mean south carolina what what are they going to be next season you think they're preseason top 15 perhaps it could be it could be i think that uh
2: yeah it could be that case the case it's uh i uh I think they've got enough pieces coming back. They need some help edge rushing-wise, whether that's you – know, they need Jordan Birch to obviously come back, and, and they need somebody on that other side. Uh, Gilbert Edmond uh, is a guy to kind of keep an eye on there. He held it down after Jordan Strong got hurt. So they need some edge rushers. You know, they need some pass rushers. I think they could use some some guys at linebacker. And you got to hope that the corners continue to play well, even though they'll lose Cam Smith and Darius Rush. You still have Marcellus Dial – uh, Torrey and Gray, Clayton White love their young defensive backs. Um, and, and there's a bunch of them coming in. So, I and then whoever they get in the portal. So, you got to kind of hope you gel. I, I think Kai Kroger, the punter, and Mitch Jeter, the field goal kicker back, those two guys are weapons. So, uh, I think that, uh, you know, from that standpoint, you know, you probably, uh, you know, you, you're probably in pretty good shape. I think the schedule, too, uh, Michael, is a lot it's it's less forgiving and it's more forgiving. So so in an odd number of years, South Carolina travels to A&M, Tennessee, Missouri, and Georgia. You know, three of those four places are toughest places to play college ball, and Missouri's been a house of horrors. Um, but you get a lot of home games, and North Carolina on a neutral field is probably a competitive non-conference game, but the Gamecocks certainly can match up with them. Uh, Mississippi State's the crossover opponent this year, and they come to Columbia um, so, so it's a little more manageable and doesn't look like there's as much of a bear especially at the start uh, for the Gamecocks. So yeah, I think expectations if those guys come back could be high and I think uh, I think they'll be a fun team to watch.
0: before you go JC tell the audience where's the best place easiest way to find all your work
2: Well, the big is obviously um, the, the, the way to go uh, with, with the Gamecock stuff inside the Gamecocks, the show, obviously, uh, the YouTube channel, the big spur is where we stream every day. Um, I also, uh, have a college football podcast, JC and Morgan, Mike's kind of, uh, doing NBA basketball right now. So we hadn't, hadn't gotten it yet, but, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, we'll be back soon uh, to talk about the playoff and all that. And then back full speed in January. So uh, check me out there, follow me on Twitter, uh, all that good stuff. And uh, certainly uh, uh, welcome any and all followers
1: and new audience members. That's what it's all about. Hey, now, was this a video? I got to ask, cause I've listened to, I listened to the interview already, but yeah, I got is the video? video? Was, yes, sir. Okay. Was this shot in a tub? Because I, I, I kept hearing water being dropped. And I don't know, I, I just picture JC just drinking wine, checking his emails in the bathtub and doing a podcast here. So maybe you did it in the, in the tub. I don't know. But I swear, I, maybe I'm losing my mind, Mike. But this was a fantastic interview as always.
0: Yeah, yeah no <laughs> doubt. Well, Shade, hey, we got a game to pick. Before we do that, we got to mention the sponsor, Shane Prize Picks back for another season. Daily Fantasy Sports. We love Prize Picks because they feature the college football selections. Don't forget to head on over to prizepicks.com. Use that promo code SEC. You do that, Shane, they'll match your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks, and they'll be running this special promotion all the way through January for all the bowl games. NFL playoffs, NFL regular season, UFC, World Cup, NBA. They got it all over at prizepicks.com. <laughs> and don't forget, once again, that promo code SEC. You can find a link to PrizePicks in the show notes. You ready to hear my prize picks, brother? Hell yeah. <laughs> now, unfortunately, they don't have any for the Florida Gators, Shane. That, what? This is a... Georgia-based business, I think they're just anti-Gator, if I'm, I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I'm kidding. But for whatever reason, they don't have that up there. But they we do got some bowl games on Friday, Shane. So I did some little research. I did some digging here. I think you're going to like these. We got the, the Bahamas Bowl. How about that? Miami of Ohio versus UAB, Shane. Mm-hmm. Give me Miami quarterback Avion Smith over – 158 and a half passing yards 158 he's gonna have that at halftime don't you think yeah avion <laughs> a- Ain't that like flying in air i think that that requires
1: some throwing <laughs> so yeah give me the over to have no idea who this damn kid is but i'll take the over
0: yeah well the last game he this is basically why i'm doing it shay 217 oh my seriously
1: yards. we don't need the research all right <laughs> They just they just need the names, Mike. <laughs> All right, and then
0: one more, Shane. I didn't realize this was even a ranked matchup, but this this looks like a hell of a game. Texas, San Antonio, U, uh, mm-hmm. UTSA, number twenty five in the country versus number twenty four Troy in the Cure Bowl is also on Friday. UTSA, Shane, they've got a hell of a quarterback, Frank Harris. Yeah, nearly four thousand passing yards, thirty one touchdowns. Give me the over two hundred. And eighty-five passing yards. That that's a yeah. lock right there.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I like Franco Harris. So why can't we why can't we pull for this guy? So yeah, give me the over. I'll go with you here, Mike. He may that may not even be a real name, and I'm just agreeing <laughs> with you. This may not even be part of the show. You're just going to see if you can get away with one here.
0: <laughs> well, all right, so the the bowl game that actually does matter, at least to us, this weekend. Yes. The Las Vegas Bowl, the first time. Before we jump into this one, Mike, because there are
1: other bowl games. We, we I joke. I joke. I'm going to watch these stupid games just because it is college football, <laughs> and I love college football. Uh, is there any game on Saturday other than Florida, excuse me, other than Florida or just this weekend in general that you, you kind of are wanting to watch?
0: Uh, well, I mean, it, it definitely that UTSA-Troy game. I, I like the Troy coach. Um, he mm-hmm. was – At Kentucky, uh, John Summerall last season, he he was a big assistant. That was a big loss when they got him. He completely turned that thing around. So, very interested to see. I I believe they won 11 games this year in his first Mm -hmm. season as head coach. He's a name that I hear often, Shane, will be a candidate for an SEC coaching job in the near future. So, that is a game to keep your eye on right there.
1: Louisville, Cincinnati would be kinda of cool, I think. Got right. new coaches and mm-hmm. uh how does that gonna play out? I guess they're gonna keep the interim coaches for now and Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean it's just wild, Shane. I mean the Louisville coach left for Cincinnati. So yeah. it's like
1: that doesn't
0: seem <laughs> right at all, but it, hey, that's the matchup, so that's gonna be intriguing, no doubt. Washington State Fresno. Got the- I want to see. Got the
1: playbook too, man. If you're a gambler, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Not uh, telling you what to do, but
0: <laughs> Washington State, Fresno State. I want to watch. You know, they're, they're probably going to honor Mike Leach in some form or fashion. So I'm, I'm curious in that one. And then uh probably the only other one on my radar, Shane, North Texas versus Boise State. It's always fun to see them. Then Boise Broncos, see what they got. Especially these these night Saturday night games. There's yeah. always something wild happens. You know what?
1: Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. I mean, nothing screams college football like Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> you
0: know?
1: <laughs> oh gosh, boy, Jimmy Kimmel. Man, these bowls. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> get you. Way to track
0: derail there. us, sir Shane.
1: Yeah, let's get back to it. let's get back to America Team Florida.
0: Yeah, Las Vegas Bowl, Shane. Florida verse number fourteen. Oregon State this game kicks off at 2 30 Eastern 1 30 Central on ESPN out there in Las Vegas beautiful Stadium the the brand new Raiders Stadium this is uh, on my bucket list I've not yet been to it out there in Vegas of course Oregon State favored by 10 points the over unders 53 total points uh, Florida was six and six on the season Oregon State nine and three. But don't let that fool you, folks. I mean, one's in the Pac-12, one's in the SEC, so it's a little bit different. But how about this, Shane, some some uniqueness to this game. Florida and Oregon State have never faced one another. I think that's pretty interesting. And how about this? Florida has never played in the state of Nevada. I thought that was kind of interesting. And maybe even more interesting, Shane, Oregon State has never played a team from the state of Florida. Damn. How weird is that? That is wild.
1: Well, they are three thousand miles apart. So I mean,
0: <laughs> all right, yeah, you got me on that. That one. may be a factor. I don't know. <laughs> and you, I don't know if you remember this, guy Shane, but former South Carolina running back, DeSean Fenwick, he is on Oregon State's roster there. So mm-hmm. that's about all the Oregon State knowledge I have here. But I did research, Shane. Uh, they have no opt-outs. Like not a single one. Yeah, tight ends not playing. He's banged up. A defensive backs out. He's not playing. They're six and one in their last seven ball games. So this is a hot team. They did they smashed Oregon, but their starting quarterback Shades only got eight touchdowns, five interceptions. So not a threat to beat you deep. I have to imagine. Mm-hmm. Well, on the flip side, here's the bad news: Florida's down to about fifty five scholarship players, and yeah. here are the Gators that are not playing in this ballgame. Anthony Richardson, of course. Right. All-American offensive lineman Osiris Torrance. Starting receiver Justin Shorter. Starting offensive lineman Richie Leonard. Starting middle linebacker Ventrell Miller. Tight end Keon Zipperer. Starting defensive back Travis Johnson. And corner Ethan Pouncy. So we are missing some key, key players in this matchup. Mm. We do get a Xavier Henderson, who was a starter at receiver till he went down. Now he's back. So that is good news for this ball game. But I got to be honest, Shane. I, I think if you're a Gator fan, you're enjoying this game. It's in Vegas. You're the first team ever to go out here to the Las Vegas Bowl. But, man, this is a tough one. Um you know even if you lose this game which which you got no part if you're a Florida fan going into a game thinking you're going to lose but I don't think you hold it against your coaching staff if you do cuz you're down 30 right. day players you know what right
1: well i i get it you know and that's the one thing about the bowl games that worries me about some of these SEC teams mm-hmm. uh, because of the opt outs that are getting more and more po- you know they're they're getting more popular as as these years go by right um You know, so I think you know week week four these two teams meet. It's 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 going to be a hell of a battle. Uh Probably Florida's going to win this thing, but kind of what you mentioned, you know, now depth is concerned. Now we've got a new quarterback out there. Uh, they're all their players are coming in, dialed in, playing together. You know, so there's going to be some mistakes made on on that Gator side. I mean, that's just that's just the fact of the matter. So. I think what Florida needs to do here is is get back to to Billy's system man run the ball run the ball yep. run the ball move the chains keep that offense off the field you know long sustaining drives that's something that they they can do it's not gonna be pretty it's not gonna be sexy you know we don't need the cute uh, we don't need a a 35 yard 45 yard bomb down the sideline we don't need that we need three four yards at a time And, and I think that's the keys to success here because you are thin especially on the defensive side of the ball and the last thing you need is them on the field the entire game so big concerns Mike big big concerns I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for those Gator fans out there but I can tell you one thing Mike one thing I hate more than ACC is the Pac-10. And there's no way in hell I'm picking a Pac-10 team to win this game. So, give me the Florida Gators with an upset 24. That other team, 21. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I see
1: you. The, gold, the Golden Beavers yeah. got 21 points.
0: Well, I love the fact you uh... – Well, maybe
1: we should take Golden Beavers off. Uh, what are they?
0: Are they the Beavers? They're just the Beavers, I think.
1: Okay, yeah. The – Okay, I'm stopping. All right, my mind—I don't know why I do that. I always—I always revert back to fifth grade, you know. Oh yeah. I, I don't want to run with it. You know, you're involved in a few threads, so. Uh, but let's just say the Beavers—they um, lose this game. I just one thing I, I am excited about is you know we do have some opt-outs and some of those opt-outs, Mike. Most of those opt-outs weren't Billy's guys. Right. You know, not that this roster is full of of Napier's players, but you know, something's there's, there's something to be said with the changing of the guard and a new regime. You know, you got a young team over here that is itching for an opportunity, and they're going to get it Saturday. Yeah, and they're out in Vegas. They're having fun. Their families are out there. It's it's just it's just a great experience. You got the extra practice here. It's not like these guys haven't practiced the last week. So, I I, I think I think we're overlooking uh florida a little bit here and and i know it's easy to say well these guys didn't opt out and these guys did what i mean yeah of course but you know we're talking about 10 points spread in vegas so they don't they think it's a a two score game you know those those can go either way so i just like i like this attitude i like you know in in the back of my mind this is a a field trip and these boys got together and and they're and they're ready for the next chapter there in the swamp so to do that we got to get a victory while everybody's watching
0: yeah, and I love that point you just made, Shane. I mean, these the guys playing in this game are Napier's guys. And that's not to discredit the guys that aren't playing. You know, Some of them got a lot of money on the line. They've got opportunities at the next level. So I'm not faulting those guys. But yeah. what I am saying is the vast majority, I think, of the, the players that are going to step up and emerge in this football game fit Billy Napier's system and his culture. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of been the message, man. He said, you know, we are going to th- – this is an opportunity for all those players that have not had that opportunity to shine to do so. And we're starting Jack Miller, the Ohio State transfer quarterback. That's a Billy Napier guy. He was apparently doing great in camp till he got injured, uh, missed a little bit of the season. Now he's back to full health. And you know who's – Billy Napier guys at heart, Shane Montrell Johnson and Trevor yep. Etn, the two star running backs. I love the fact that you pointed to the running game because it's going to be on their shoulders to get this win in the Las Vegas Bowl. But I got a couple quick stats for you, Shane. And anytime I reference a stat, it's uh, analytics is is kind of mm-hmm. what I go off. I don't just go off the the, team, the total rushing and all passing. That's all garbage. The analytics is where you really got to look at these things. Florida has got the number four rushing attack in the country. Mm. Oregon State's got the number 78 rushing defense in the country. Oh. So, ooh, boy, I like the Gators <laughs> that have some success on the ground. But also, Shane, Oregon State, number 16 rushing attack in the country. Florida, defense, 112th defending the rush. So, Come on. this is going to be a high-scoring back-and-forth game. Oregon State does also have a major advantage in their passing compared to Florida's defense. So I hate to do it, Shane. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm I'm starting off on the wrong foot in the first SEC Bowl matchup. But I'm going Oregon State 30, Florida 21. So give me the Gators and the points. Oh, yeah. But give the Oregon State. Outright to win. I gave Oh, this.
1: wait. Say, give me our score again. I was. I drifted off. I. I pulled a JC there. I was checking my emails. What?
0: <laughs> what did you have there on your score again? Oregon State thirty. Uh huh. Florida twenty one.
1: God, why do you hate Florida so much? <laughs> you pacify them with the spread here, and then, then you just stab them right in the back. Well, I
0: figure, Shane, if I pick you to lose a game, you're almost guaranteed to win it. So, if Are nothing they else,
1: twelve now. They're packed te- pack twelve, right?
0: They're Pac-12 for about another year. They're losing two of their marquees, so they're probably going to be Pac-10 here in a minute.
1: Yeah, I think I called them Pac-10 earlier. So, you know, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know? They knocked off Utah. They might as well knock off another one, you know? Yeah, yeah so. Florida's you undefeated
0: versus pac you- <laughs>
1: Who's you know who the Pac-12 champs are, right? I believe yeah, it's Florida Utah. knocked them off. Yeah, Florida knocked them off, so they're going to knock these guys off too. <laughs> Ain't what? even got to paint their fingernails; <laughs> just get out there and do
0: it. <laughs> uh, well, man, uh, that's all I got lined up for this episode of the show. Mm-hmm. You got anything before we hop off the line? Uh, no, just again.
1: Since um, start sending, you know, you don't have to be immediate, but we'd like to build a large base of these, uh, segues, these segments. Yeah. Um, so if, if you, if you don't want to do it, you you may have, uh, like I said, you may have uh, brother, sister, you know, roommates, whatever, come up with something creative. Uh, not only we, we're going to share it on Twitter's, but, uh, we're going to share it on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. So, yeah. uh, just, we just want to see those battle cries. How, <laughs> if you got a cold beer and a koozie, even better. You got that <laughs> sec podcast, you know, you need plenty of beer during the holidays here.
0: Yeah, and I love that idea, Shane, because we're all we're really trying to do is involve the audience more yeah. and more and more. Because this is a show, this is your guys' show. This is, you know what I mean. So it's it's yeah. a show for all of us, and this is just a way we kind of came up with to involve each and every one of you that want to participate.
1: Yeah, I bet there's some creative ones, man. No, no indecent exposures, though. Okay, I don't want us no ass cheeks or nothing. You know, this is this guy go on the on the YouTube's. We can't get pulled down. I'm talking to you, John, the flying Hawaiian out there.
0: Well, Shane, I think that's a perfect place to end this one. I appreciate you, as always. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. Enjoy bowl season as we get it kicked off. It's Friday as you're hearing it, but really, old Saturday.
1: That's right. Only one SEC team. So I'm gonna give them a go gators.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Perfect. All right.
2: Almost puked in my mouth there saying that one.
1: Just didn't seem that. Na- just didn't feel natural.
0: Score here. <laughs> All, right. All
1: right. You ready? Yeah, man. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm not really, but I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping you don't ask me anything too detailed, you know? I don't even know who's showing up to this game, so. <laughs>